So I watched a couple of episodes of the Whatever podcast this weekend. A lot of you are probably laughing because you know that this podcast is kind of ridiculous. I'm not endorsing it. I don't necessarily recommend that people watch this podcast because it's pretty vulgar. It's pretty sexually explicit in the conversation. But let me explain to you the premise of this podcast because there's something interesting to be learned from this. So the premise of this podcast is this guy named Brian, who I think just identifies as like a red-pilled guy. I don't know that he's necessarily conservative, but he is red-pilled. Um, he is the host of the show and he has a round table and he invites a whole bunch of girls, usually girls, sometimes there's guys, but it's mostly girls, to be on his show. And it'll be a, a cast of maybe 10 people sitting around the table, um, all with a microphone. And these girls are typically leftists. Um, he usually maybe has one conservative to be the foil to these leftists. But the episode that I watched, for example, he had on a bunch of sex workers of different types. So there were like two prostitutes that worked in Las Vegas and um, a couple of, of young women who have OnlyFan accounts, which is OnlyFans is pornography, essentially. Uh, and they did different levels of pornography on OnlyFans. Some of them did like just topless, some of them lingerie. So as you can see, this is not like highbrow stuff. But the social experiment part of this show is that this, this guy, this red-pilled guy, invites these women onto the show. And because it is a, a podcast to talk about dating and relationships, he asks them questions that, in my opinion, kind of exposes their, their life choices for being destructive. So he asks the prostitutes, like, okay, well, how does this impact your dating life? Like, do you feel that, that men don't want to date you based on what you do for work? Um, he, you know, he talks about, he talks about OnlyFans, like, well, do you understand that this is like, this is pornography? It's not just a subscription service, et cetera, et cetera. And it's sort of an interesting social experiment because he gives, he doesn't, he doesn't spend a lot of time talking. Mostly the women talk and debate amongst themselves, but it kind of exposes the cultural downfalls with either the hookup culture, promiscuity, you know, or outright pornography, OnlyFans, um, or prostitution in the case of these women. And it's a, it's, I don't know, it's morbidly fascinating is what I would call it. Um, I did watch like an hour of the episode, which is, oh, I don't usually watch things that long. I don't usually have the attention span for that. It was kind of morbidly fascinating, but it, it, it reminded me of something that you and I have talked about quite a bit, especially in the lead up to, or especially after the Andrew Tate stuff. Um, and that is, the right is quite good at identifying when something is wrong or bad or immoral. Like, we're very good at saying it's bad to trans kids. It's bad to be a hooker. It's bad to sell your body on OnlyFans. Hookup culture is destructive. We're very good at identifying what's bad. But the deficiency in the right as a whole, and I understand that this is a generalization. It's not everyone. So this might not be you specifically, but I'm talking uh, at, at a party level, at a movement level. The right is not good at offering a coherent alternative or definition of what's right. And this is, this is a concept that we discussed when I was talking about Andrew Tate a month or two ago, when I said, well, the reason Andrew Tate's so appealing is because he properly diagnoses a bad problem in our society, that society is attacking men for being men, telling men that testosterone is toxic, that all of their desire to protect and provide and procreate is, is just is, is bad, is patriarchal. And, he, and Andrew Tate identifies that properly, but what he offers in exchange for his proper diagnosis, he offers something that's also bad and self-destructive. He offers pornography and materialism and worship of self, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not just Andrew Tate that does that. He might be one of the more extreme examples 
um, because he does it specifically about young men. But this is a problem that the entire right has, um, that from members of Congress to culture warriors on the right, we identify what's bad and we don't offer an alternative, um, a, a, a coherent definition of what's right. And an example of that um, was pretty obvious this weekend when the headlines broke that Joe Jonas, one of the Jonas Brothers from the Jonas Brothers boy band, was divorcing his wife, Sophie Turner. So they'd been married for four years and they have two little girls. This is actually the saddest part of it. They have like a three-year-old and then a 14-month-old and they're getting divorced. So those children's lives are never going to be the same. They are going, I don't want to say their lives are going to be destroyed because nobody's life has to be destroyed, but it's extremely, extremely destructive to their lives that their parents are getting divorced. And their parents are kind of going to war in the media. Joe Jonas, like through surrogates, I'm sure, and PR, crisis PR, is trying to demonize Sophie Turner as being a delinquent mother. And maybe she is, I don't know. But this is the headline that uh, went viral from the Daily Mail about why this divorce was happening. The Mail Online writes, Sophie Turner, age 27, felt trapped in her marriage to Joe Jonas and wants to relive her youth after marrying and having children young, friends say, as she's seen downing shots and cocktails in Birmingham days before the singer, age 34, filed for divorce. So the headlines about this divorce in the last couple of days have been about the headlines. Like the headlines have been about the headlines. Like, oh, Joe Jonas is planting these negative stories about what a bad mom Sophie Turner is. And Sophie Turner's crisis PR strategy is just to stay quiet because she knows that she's more popular as a celebrity than Joe Jonas. And the right is doing what the right often does. The right is accurately diagnosing that this is a tragedy, that this family is broken, this marriage has fallen apart, these children are never going to have a married mom and dad living under the same roof in unity and harmony ever again. That's so destructive to the outcome of these children. They are going to be more likely to drop out of high school, less likely to go to college. They are going to be more likely to be alcohol abusers and drug abusers. They're going to be more likely to be opioid addicts and to go to prison and all of these, to have anxiety and depression and all of these different things. Terrible, terrible things that can be avoided if parents stay together. But instead of the right offering a coherent alternative, of, okay, well, what should this couple do if they're having marital problems? What should society do to encourage them to fix their marriage, stay together, and raise their children? The right's just saying, just pointing the finger and blaming Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. And I understand the inclination because what they're doing is extremely selfish. What they're doing is wrong. What they're doing is I, I narcissistic almost. Like, I'm not even sure I believe in no-fault divorce, right? I'm Catholic. I don't believe in divorce as it is. But I'm not even sure that I, that I think that we should have no-fault divorce uh, allowed in our country legally because it's so destructive to the fabric of society when parents split up, especially when there's children. But the right isn't offering what should be done. We're not advocating at a cultural, let alone a legal level, for preparing young people for marriage so that when they get into a committed relationship, a covenant relationship with each other, they know how it works. They know how to do it. That young mothers, say for example, we accept this premise that Sophie Turner is feeling trapped, that she wants to go out and party and drink, that she wants to relive her youth because motherhood with young children can be hard. It's difficult. Of course, it takes all your time, all your effort. It's so sacrificial. Moms everywhere will tell you that having toddlers is the most sacrificial stage of life. You don't have time to go out and party and drink and 
uh, travel and you know just be a lady of leisure anymore. But we on the right have forgotten to culturally, as well as governmentally, encourage the preparation of young women for mothers to actually hold motherhood in high esteem so that when young mothers are going through this difficult season of life, they realize that what they're doing is sacrificing for something greater instead of just being held back or being trapped or not reaching their potential. And so once again, even though conservatives point to, oh, no-fault divorce or celebrity culture or selfish, narcissistic partying behavior, what have we offered our culture in return? Just mocking these people? We haven't actually offered the alternative of like, okay, let's overturn the feminist narratives that tells Sophie Turner that she'll be more fulfilled if she's out doing a career versus if she's raising her children. And let's address this. Um, and instead, we're just blaming these people. And the result of that is not just Joe Jonas, it's that celebrities are starting to create a new narrative about divorce in our culture. Emily Ratajkowski, I don't even know how to say her last name. That, that, um, that model, Emily Ratajkowski, the one that's always always half naked in bathing suits all over Instagram, she is divorced or at least separated. And she's actually telling young people that being divorced before the age of 30 is a chic thing for young women to do. This is the video that she posted. Take a look. So it seems that a lot of ladies are getting divorced before they turn 30. And as someone who got married at 26, has been separated for a little over a year, 32. I have to tell you, I don't think there's anything better. If being in your 20s is the trenches, there is nothing better than being in your 30s, still being hot, maybe having a little bit of your own money, figuring out what you want to do with your life, everything, and having tried that married fantasy and realizing that it's maybe not all it's cracked up to be, and then you've got your whole life still ahead of you. Um, so for all of those people who are stressed or feeling stressed about that, about being divorced, like it's, a, it's, it's good. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, if that, she has like a two-year-old child or a three-year-old child too. Again, congratulations for what? Putting this child on a more destructive path than had you stayed married to this child's father. Putting yourself on a more destructive path than if you had stayed married to this child's father. I mean... It's easy to sit here and criticize, but what are we on the right? What are we offering in response? What are we? What is our counter narrative? Just criticizing her? Or are we trying to change the elements of our culture that shaped her into someone who essentially sells her body, commodifies her sexuality, doesn't value um, her, didn't value her marriage clearly, didn't understand what marriage actually is, meaning a covenant relationship that two become one. It's not just a contract. It's not just living together. It's not just a buddy-buddy thing, having your friend by your side. That this is a covenant relationship meant, yes, to make each other holy, but also for the procreation of children. And that once a child has been born, it's not just about you. Everything then is about that child. Yes, sanctifying your spouse, helping them be holy, and shepherding that child's soul back to heaven. We don't provide any counter-narrative to what probably tens of millions of young women are hearing from this video of Emily telling them that being divorced before age 30 is chic. Let me tell you, that's not true. It's not true. And you can, you can paint old married couples like me. I've been married for six years. I've been with my husband for, uh, I'm about Emily Ratajkowski's age. I think I'm two years older than her. Um, I've been with my husband for 10 years. We've been married for six years. So call me an old married lady who's not cool, a fuddy-duddy square who's going to stay married for life. But let me tell you, it's wonderful. 
it's fulfilling. It's, yeah, sometimes it's hard. Of course it is. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's sacrificial. Sometimes it's challenging. But there's nothing like having a spouse who it's your responsibility to help bring closer to God, to create that family together, knowing that through thick and thin, through sickness and in health, through good and bad, through rich or for poor, that you will be together. You are an unbreakable, unshakable unit against the evil of the world. There is nothing that compares to that and no amount of sacrifice that could ever make me feel trapped in that situation. It is my honor and my privilege and the greatest joy of my life to be married in my 20s. She was 27, she said, when she got married at 26. I was 28. It's one of the greatest joys of my life to be married at age 28 and to know that I'm going to be with this man for the rest of my life. And young women who hear that, deep down in the depths of their gut, in their heart, it's what they want to as long as they're not led astray by people like Emily Ratajkowski. All right, we have time for one more random thing from the internet today. This is not political at all. This is just quite funny. I thought you would enjoy this. It is a compilation of how different Hollywood actors run. So before we show you this, we think of actors all the time, especially in action movies, as being these like macho guys, these, these guys that are really fit. And oftentimes they're not. Oftentimes these are like dorky theater kids. And maybe they can go to the gym and get synthetic muscles and look good on camera with a bunch of makeup and props. But their real, their real athletic prowess or lack thereof comes out during running scenes. So uh, take a look at this. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna start with the Invisible Man, apparently. Oh no, this is, oh, this is an impression of some guy, right? It's actually really good. First it was Johnny Depp, now it's Tom Cruise. Sylvester Stallone. Lisa Kudrow, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> From Friends. Tom Hanks. Jim Carrey. Keanu Reeves. Man, that guy's good at impressions. I think I'd be able to guess each one, even if it didn't tell me what it was. <laughs> Michael Scott. And Moe's from The Office. If you guys are listening to this on audio, you should go over to YouTube and watch this because it's really funny. That is funny. Just like to end the show on a not so political, not so intense note. I think that we in the control room found that video to be quite amusing. I hope you also enjoyed it. Um, guys, if you're not already a premium subscriber over on Locals, please join us. It's not just a cool and fun community to be a part of. You get extra content. We do extended segments just for VIPs uh, three times a week over on the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. It's also our bulwark against demonetization. So if you are contributing to the show, which you are as a VIP, um, on the Loose Wheeler Show community on Locals, then we don't have to worry that advertisers are going to boycott us or that corporate media is going to try to control what we say or big tech's going to demonetize us and censor us. We can still say whatever we want, talk about the topics that are important because we know you have our back, that we're in this together and that you know, we're protected against cancellation. So go to lizwheeler.com slash locals, become a VIP today, be part of the Liz Wheeler Show community. It's really fun, lots of benefits, but also you're part of fighting back against this assault on free speech that we're all facing in our society today. So lizwheeler.com slash locals. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show.